Adjunct Students of the BM Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, how are you guys? Okay, so I was able and am able to come on and give you guys another episode before the end of the year. So again, I am very much excited about entering into 2024 and I am excited for those of you who have been listening to the podcast this year and have been journeying with me. I'm excited for your growth. I am excited for the transformation that has taken place in your life because of the renewed mind you have had this year. I guess kind of summing up, you know, this year, I'm grateful for being able to share a certain space in your life where I was able to have your ear for a certain amount of time, at least every week. I'm humbled at that thought. I'm humbled at that fact. And I'm just grateful that God is using me in this way. So 2024 is only going to be greater. 2024 is just going to be better. 2024 is just so amazing. See, I have this thing in mind where I hear people tell younger people that adulting is ghetto and being an adult is ghetto and that life doesn't really get better almost that it was when you were a child that it was better but honestly I can see why people would make that remark I would see why they would have that sentiment but honestly I don't agree I don't agree I I believe that life gets better like I believe it gets better as you age i definitely recommend adulting i definitely recommend being an adult but not because being an adult is better than being a child but because year after year after year you are constantly learning and growing and it only gets better do you know what i mean like and i think that's why i don't agree with that sentiment Although I understand where it's coming from, I just don't agree. I think that we should encourage people and kids to mature. I just love maturity. I love being able to even be at a place where I have the freedom to do what I truly desire to do, right? Like there was a level of freedom that I had as a child that does not compare to the level of freedom that I have now, right? And that's just because when you were a child, you just were not mature enough. You didn't have the capacity for that type of freedom and for that level of freedom. And so as you mature, you you realize that you have more freedom to do things. And it's funny because I feel like when you mature, you implement more boundaries and more standards in, in your life. And sometimes these standards and boundaries could be like your own rules, right? I feel like as human beings, 
we set our own rules for our lives like i would encourage that like if you are walking around here and you do not have rules for your life i truly encourage you to implement rules in your life like this is your story this is your life god has allowed you to steward your life in that way to steward your time to steward your money to steward your resources and so in order to be a good steward i believe that you have to have rules and your rules need to be good right so in order to be a great steward i believe you need to have great rules yeah i just share all that to say life gets better and life gets better life gets better life gets better and it's just an amazing thing to fathom it's again makes you just want to be grateful for where you currently are because and this is for people right this is for people who constantly are seeking to grow and are intentional about their growth and are intentional about you know growing and getting deeper in christ and in their knowledge of god and so if you're on that path and on that journey then life truly gets better and you can take in your days and take in the current circumstance that you may be in and appreciate the fact that it won't always be like this like what i'm seeing today who i'm talking with today the problem i may be dealing with today i'm not going to be dealing with this forever i may not even be dealing with this tomorrow like life gets better and life it, it changes right you change and life changes as well so I don't know, I typically sit with that idea and that thought and I have nothing but gratitude to share. Like I am just grateful because I'm like, let me appreciate this time. Let me appreciate this moment. Let me get it all in. Let me journal. Let me document. Let me record, you know, because I won't be in this place again. And so I want to make sure that I get it all in. And so I just encourage you all to do the same. So today is, it's going to be a very quick episode. From the title, you see that it's called Don't Be Deceived. And the purpose for this episode is because what I've noticed is that, for one, I've always heard this idea that the enemy knows your life, how Satan knows where God is trying to take you and he knows God's plans for your life. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Although again, I do understand why that might be said. And again, we just had the last episode talking about what's your perspective and I have a different perspective, right? So I can't say that one is right or one is wrong, but from my perspective, I don't believe that's the case just because I personally haven't come across anything in the scriptures that would support that idea. And so where I am currently in my life, although maybe I might have said this, I might have, you know, regurgitated that idea. But if I had, I no longer believe that. That's not my perspective anymore. And so my perspective is not that the enemy, Satan, knows God's plans for our lives. It's not that he knows where we're going to be next year, tomorrow, or 
the exceedingly and abundantly that God wants to do with us. I don't believe that he knows that because in the scriptures, it talks about how it is the spirit of God who knows the mind of God. And that, and this is found in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11 in that area, okay? So it talks about how the spirit of God knows the mind of God and that how he is the one to help us to know what God has freely given us. And so to know and understand God, to know the secrets of God, to know God's plans for your life and what he's trying to do, that comes by the Holy Spirit. And the enemy does not have the Holy Spirit. Satan does not have Holy Spirit. So to me, I don't believe that he knows God's plans for our lives. Now, this is what I believe at this point in my life and and where I am on this journey is that and it kind of goes back to an episode I've released not too long ago maybe it's the title is wake up I believe or something like that but basically from that episode I was talking about evolution and I was talking about how there's nothing new under the sun and With that in mind, I believe that the enemy, he understands human psychology. He understands humans and our evolution, right? So he understands marketing, right? Like he's very invested, I I would say, on how humans respond to certain things. And he uses to his advantage when people do not have knowledge. And in the Bible, it says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And so if we are not knowledgeable, he uses that to his advantage. And the reason why I say he's very good at marketing, um, this idea came to me, which was a download. And basically what the download was from God was that sometimes we reject a certain message because we didn't like the way that it was delivered the way it was delivered triggered us and so we reject the message we reject the message because we didn't like the package that it came in we didn't like the vessel that was used to deliver the message and so instead of hearing out the message regardless of the delivery and the package and the vessel we instead reject the whole thing on the other hand We receive messages, and these messages can be messages that are in error, meaning that they are not going to produce anything fruitful in our lives. They're not going to help us level up. They're not going to help us be great. They're not going to help us do the things that God has called us to do on this earth, but instead they're going to stifle us and cause us to backtrack. And the reason why we accept these messages, these messages that are in error, is because of the fact that the delivery was superb. The way that it was delivered and the way and who delivered it, right, caught our intentions, it appeased our lust, it was appealing to the eye, it made you feel good, you did not feel triggered. And so because of that, we receive those messages and those messages are in error and it does not help us. 
And I understand, I understand the importance of delivery and the importance of how things are packaged, but we have to be a little bit wiser and we have to be a little bit more open, right? Because God is going to use who he needs to use, whoever is going to obey and whoever is willing. And if this person that he chooses to use and is willing to be used by God is covered up in tattoos from head to toes, okay? And he just might be a little bit more assertive on the aggressive side in his delivery, but what he is saying is something that could change your life. We have to be open to hear what the person has to say. See, I get it that we are visual beings, And we are quick to judge a book by its cover. And this has nothing to do with anybody in particular. I'm just using this as an example. But who is being delivered, you know, how it's being delivered and the packages coming and the vessel that is being used, it can vary, right? But I'm just using this as an example. We have to be open to hearing things and being willing to sit and really get the gist of someone's message, even if we're being triggered. And I get it that there are things that maybe trigger us so bad, like it's like, I cannot hear this at all. But if we're always going to be triggered by a message, how do we ever grow? Like some things, it's in those conversations and it's in those Um, situations that are a bit uncomfortable that are outside of my comfort zone that I truly grow and it's when I've heard messages that were pretty triggering right it almost feels like you're being convicted that I grow there are conversations and people that I've listened to this year that I would have never listened to you know last year two years ago three years ago four years ago like I would have never pay them any mind because I would have been judging them. I would have been judging them for the words that they were using. I would have been judging them for how they appeared. And I didn't realize that I was doing that. You know, I I didn't realize that was taking place subconsciously. Like I wasn't, you know, consciously aware of that fact. And that was exposed this year I exposed myself I was like wow like Samantha you really just did not want to hear what this person had to say simply because of how they appeared to you but it was these people that truly God used to really level up my life and to expose me to ideas that I would have been quick to reject because in my mind and and where I was, I thought that it went against God. But God allowed me to sit through those triggers and people having a different perspective than I did. And God had to reveal to me that they have that different perspective because they're in a different place. They're at a different level. And in order for you to truly grow, you have to be willing to receive and willing to at least hear the message of those who have a different perspective or who may be delivering the message in a way that you're not used to that level or that sort of delivery, right? You may be used to people who are a bit 
um, soft-spoken in their delivery and they're very loving in their approach. And you may have others who are very assertive and it almost seems like they're arrogant. And it's like, who did, who did they think they are? But it's because of the place that they are. And we have to realize that we all have different personalities. And someone's personality should not block you from receiving a message from God, right? And I get it. I know that everybody's not going to rock your boat. We're not called to everybody and everybody's not called to us. That's understood. But let's just open up our minds a little bit and let's just be willing to receive the message that God has for us no matter how it's being delivered. And again, there's always room for growth. So there may be something that I even shared on this podcast and I might have delivered it in a way or I might have used certain terms and ideas that was triggering to you, but I may get better in my delivery. I may get better in my approach. Who knows, right? Maybe this is this is how it's always going to be, or maybe I will grow in that aspect in that area. And I think that's really what I got from God as well is that people are always growing. So they may have a very pure message, but they just have not mastered how to speak to people and how to deliver a message in a way that will be well received by the people that the message is for if that makes sense and so we have to give people grace and give them room to grow in their delivery but it doesn't do you any good if you just allow the delivery to overpower the message to where you're just not receiving the message at all. Now, going back to the enemy, the, the scripture that came to mind was how we should not be deceived by the devices. Second Corinthians 2 verse 11, it says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. In the Amplified Version, to keep Satan from taking advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. And so the reason why that came to mind is because we are not supposed to be ignorant, meaning we shouldn't lack knowledge of his devices, his schemes, his thoughts. And the reason why I feel like this is important is because going back to how I was saying that we should study evolution, we should be masters of the human mind. And obviously it's always being learned. It's always being taught. There's always something new to learn, but for the amount of research that is out there that we have access to that really supports the ideas that are found in the Bible and God's word, I really believe that we should be intentional to learn these things. And for example, there are a lot of different marketing tactics and the uh, media, you know, um, companies, they use these marketing tactics to get what they desire, right? Um, which is our dollars, which is our time, which is our support, whatever it may be. They know how to market to human beings. They know how to market to a certain demographic. They know how to market to a certain um, group of people, to teens, to children, to adults, to, to older people, right? They know how to market to these people because they have done their due diligence and they have looked into all the research in regards to human minds and their psychology. 
And the reason why that is important is because that is the information that the enemy uses to get us to backslide, to get us to no longer focus on our own path and what's ahead for us, to get us to look at our neighbors, to get us to covet, to get us to be jealous, to to get us to be envious, to get us to hold on to unforgiveness, to get us to be discontent. Like he knows the, the science and understands the psychology, understands human nature. And because he is using this knowledge, he's taking advantage. And so if you yourself have no knowledge of these things, then you are the easy target, right? Like you're able to be easily taken advantage of. And I pride myself, I would say, I'm very big at looking at the crowd and examining what's taking place and paying attention to people's patterns. My mom mentioned this to me like yesterday and she was saying how she loves psychology and she loves human mind and she wants to be able to read people. And it's funny because I'm the same way. And it's so funny how I don't know if it's because maybe she's been like that and maybe she just rubbed off on me or, you know, God was just very intentional about the family that he wanted to place me in. But I'm also very big on that. Like, I like to read people in the sense of not just the person as an individual, but people as a whole. Um, FOMO, fear of missing out. Fear of missing out is such a big marketing tactic that is used time and time again. People have this thing in them that will respond to this idea of missing out on something that everyone else has it but I don't have it and now I, I I have a fear that I'm missing something and so it's FOMO and so if they can utilize this marketing tactic then they can get you to purchase things and to buy into things that you didn't necessarily need but because of that fear of missing out you decided to get it or you decided to go. And so if we understand these marketing tactics and if we understand psychology and the human brain and, and how our mind functions, and then we'll be able to be like what the Bible says, wise as serpents. In Matthew 10, verse 16, it states, listen carefully. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. This is Jesus speaking. We're being sent out like sheep among wolves, right? So it's not literal. It's, right, a metaphor where we are being sent out like sheep among wolves. So sheep are what we, you know, we see them as innocent, almost can be victimized and are among wolves would be prey, right? So the wolves are the predators and they want to devour these sheep, right? So it says because we're being sent out like this and people 
will see us and think that they can take advantage of us, think that they can devour us, think that they can just walk all over us, think that we can just be puppets to them. Um, We have to be wise as serpents. Serpents are very shrewd. They're very sneaky. They could just pop up on you whenever. And so we have to be wise as serpents. Like we don't have to tell everyone what we know in that way. Like, but you have to do your due diligence, right? You have to know yourself, especially yourself. If you don't know anybody else, know yourself, okay? You must know if you are one who has the fear of missing out, you must know that about yourself. And you need to be able to get that under control. You need to know when it is appropriate for you to attend something or for you to not. You, you need to know when it is appropriate for you to purchase something and when it's for you not to do it, right? Like you should not be moved to do something and to purchase something and to buy into something because of a fear of missing out. That is a marketing tactic. Right now, again, if it is being used for your benefit, right? Like it's fine, right? It's a marketing tactic. We all bought into it because that's just how our human brain works in a way, right? That's just how we respond to things. However, you need to know how you are so you're not being controlled by that thing, but you're allowing it, right? You're giving it permission to, I guess, persuade you, if that makes sense, right? Like if I go into a store and I go to purchase a mattress, right? I know that I have all intentions of purchasing the mattress. So when the salesperson comes to me and they give their sales pitch and they're telling me all about the perks of the mattress and you know, they're giving me um, a rundown of the deals and a rundown of what I should expect and how I can pay for this and et cetera, et cetera. I'm giving that person permission to do that and to sell me on the mattress because I've already made up on my mind that I came here to purchase a mattress. Does that make sense? So because I've already made up my mind that I was going to purchase this thing, I gave them permission to sell me on it. Because I already made up my mind I was going to do that. However, if I was just casually strolling stores and I happened to just pop into a mattress store with no intentions of purchasing a mattress, I have no business purchasing a mattress, I have no business spending my money in that way, then I am not going to give permission to the salesperson to sell me on anything. I don't care if they have special deals going on. I don't care that this is the last mattress they have in stock. I don't care that they will literally give me this mattress for half the price and throw in a bunch of pillows and comforters and all these things because I am not here to do that. So I'm not going to give you permission to sell me on anything because I'm not here for that type of business. Does that make sense? So you have to know yourself. You have to know what it is that you're doing. And you have to say, I give permission here or I don't give permission there. It's almost like taking back control of yourself. Understanding how you are. Understanding how you operate. Understanding that there are 
certain marketing tactics. There are ways that the enemy uses these ways, these tactics to get us to buy into certain things, get us to buy into certain type of music, to certain shows, to certain type of entertainment, um, to certain um, establishments. And we don't realize it's because we gave him permission to do it, but we didn't realize we were because we never knew about any of this. And so again, God says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Let's not be ignorant to the devices of the enemy. Let's understand what's actually happening. Let's be aware of how things happen spiritually. Because again, when it comes to the mind, when it comes to the psyche, these are not things that are material. It's only expressed. The mind is expressed. And so... These are all spiritual things. I, I, I believe them to be spiritual things because I, you can't take somebody's mind physically and operate on the mind. It's not a thing. Like that's not, there's no function. There's no organ in your body that's a mind, right? You know? So it's it's all very spiritual. And so you have to be aware of these spiritual things. So that way you're not being taken advantage of in the natural in the physical realm on earth right and so that's what i wanted to share today and i feel like it's very important that we're having this i'm sharing this i'm saying we're having this conversation i mean yeah we are having a conversation hey it's important that we have this being shared and that this is being shared before we enter into 2024 think about the goals and the ideas and the new year's resolution that you come up with every year it doesn't last you all year right like i think they said like maybe it's about three percent of people and i think specifically americans who actually follow through with their new year resolutions three percent and if i'm butchering that statistic then my apologies but I genuinely believe that it is three percent I believe that's what I've been hearing three percent of people and so even with that in mind I'm so grateful to God I'm so grateful to God that he's allowed me to start something at the beginning of the year and set my mind that I'm not gonna do this I'm going to do this, I'm going to change this, I'm going to include this, I'm going to have this new habit, and has allowed me to see the end of the year, and I'm still doing that thing that I set my mind on to do since the beginning of the year. Like, to think only 3% of people actually follow through, and I'm a part of that number, I am humbled, okay? I am grateful, I, I have so much gratitude, I'm grateful to God. And I believe that you too can be a part of that 3%, right? Like, and we can also increase the number, right? But it requires you to understand yourself. It requires you to understand and to know about these marketing tactics, to understand evolution, nothing new under the sun, that thing that your family may have fallen victim to, understanding what those patterns are, And knowing what you're not going to repeat in your own life, right? Like if you see that there's a pattern of high blood pressure or there's a way that 
your family speaks and now you're being conscious about it you're being self-aware and it's like wait why do they always talk negatively right like why do they always think that there's something wrong with everybody's family like why do they always talk bad about these people like and now you start changing that pattern for you because honestly it's like until you change your mind you're not gonna change your life you're gonna have the same life so if there's a certain mindset being shared with me certain ideas being shared with me by a person or a group of people understand that your life is going to mirror their lives right like you're going to see that you're going to have the same type of life that they have because you have the same mindset they have because you've adopted that those mindsets so here's a rule of thumb if there is a way that someone is living and you see that they have a certain mindset and it's very evident the type of mindset that they have and they are trying to market this mindset to you i would um respectfully decline if you are not trying to have their same life okay and i guess i'll also add this because it's something that god has allowed me to see as well i believe this year is this idea that everyone is marketing their own lives like that's just what life is about Everyone is marketing their own lives. And I feel like I see it more evident on social media. And this is why I don't get triggered by the things I see online. I I just really mind my business, okay? Like, I don't think too deeply about the stuff that I see online. I mean, there's obviously, you know, certain things that, you know, calls for a conversation. But I'm not pressed if somebody lives a certain way and they are advocating for that way that they live. I'm not triggered by it. I'm not pressed by it. I don't feel like they're coming for me. That's really not my business. And I believe that the reason why I have this mindset is because I understand that everybody is marketing their own lives. Everybody wants to believe that how they are living is the right way to live. And the choices that they are making and the decisions that they are making are the best decisions to make. And that might be true for their lives. And this is why it is so important to understand that we all have our own lives. God has a path for each one of us. We all have a race to run. And we all must really be in the habit of minding our own business. What Susie got going on over there, Susie wants to be a homemaker and wants to be a CEO of a business and wants to, you know, run track and whatever Susie got going on, that is Susie's life. I can look at Susie's life and say, wow, Susie, that is amazing. I'm so happy for you. Because if that is truly the desires that are in your heart and you're doing it, those are your dreams and you are fulfilling it, I am happy for you. Because I now know and believe that when you do the things that are placed on your heart to do, God is getting the glory out of it. He is being expressed through your life. Just because Susie decided to be a homemaker and a CEO of a company and a track star does not mean me, Samantha Princess Laguerre, have to also be a homemaker, CEO, and a track star, okay? Because that is probably not what God placed on my heart to do. Do you understand? And so we have to understand everybody is marketing their own lives. Just because they market their lives does not mean you have to buy into it. Now, if there is a way that they live and there is something that they're doing and you felt like God placed that on your heart as well and they speak to you and there's something about their lives resonate with you 
and there's a way in which they are living that you are inspired by and you want to adopt certain mindsets of, of theirs, you know, depending on which part of their lives resonates with you, you do that. Like, we are here to learn from each other. I talked about what's your perspective last episode. You, We share and we adopt, right? If you share something that resonates with me, then I may adopt that mindset so it can help my life and help me to fulfill what God has placed in me to fulfill on this earth. You know what I mean? So I really hope that helps because I have been paying attention and I realized that people will really get triggered by what other people share about their own lives and feel like they are making them feel bad for not choosing the same path that they are on. And I always smile and think, but why does what they've chosen to do have anything to you to do with you? Why do you think that they're making you feel bad? That's not their business and that's really not your business. You don't have to feel bad because they decided to do something differently with their lives and you think now that they think they're better than you? Like, unless they actually came out and said that, I mean, then that's a different story. And I hope that in me sharing this, it'll help you to change your mind about the things that you see and give you a different perspective on how to deal with and respond to or not to respond to these types of things, right? Market your life. That's why God gave it to us. We share, we express things, we expose people to things. Um, That's the beauty of life. And those that your life resonates with will be drawn to you. And this is how we find our tribe. This is how we find our people. And so market your life. And don't be intimidated by how others are marketing theirs or what they're doing in their lives. If something resonates, something is, is inspiring to you, You take what you can from it and make your life better and do the thing that God has called you to do. Again, don't be out here being deceived. Don't let the enemy deceive you. Don't let the enemy have you comparing yourself. And we know that, you know, comparison is a thief of joy. Don't let him steal your joy because you didn't realize the tactic here, okay? This is why God tells us to mind our own business, okay? Like... You do not need to be walking around here feeling bad because your life looks differently than the other person's. That's not your business, okay? So life is beautiful. And every time I think about life, I think, man, life is so sweet, right? We just, we get to learn and we get to grow and we get to be all who God has created us to be. And he is so diverse, I guess, like, I don't even know if that's the right word to capture him. Like, I don't feel like there's a, a word to really capture him, but almost like that 0.0000001% of him that's diverse. Like, it's just beautiful to see. And I just love being able to witness him and people and how he is expressed through people and their lives. It, it's, it's, just, it's just amazing. And I'm just grateful and humbled to be that expression of him in my own life and how I live my life and how he leads me to live this life that I have. So hope that helps. 
and I am looking forward to speaking to you all in 2024. It will be a new year. It will be a very great year. I'm excited to come on and share what I believe is the word for the year. This year, it was suddenly, and I don't know about you all, but I really have experienced a lot of sudden things in my life, and I am so grateful for that. I'm happy when I heard God about the year and I actually witnessed that word come to pass. And mine was suddenly, and I truly feel like I had a just a sudden growth that took place this year. And I'm in awe of that fact and grateful. And so I look forward to what 2024 is. Um, but I also would encourage you before the year ends, I do encourage you to take time and seek God about year 2024. I heard this from a prophet and I took heed to what he said. He said, you do not wait until the year comes to fast for that year because then you're like too late in a sense, right? Like you don't want to be late. You want to be prepared, right? He's like, because if you're already in 2024, you're already there. Like you, you came with no idea of what is supposed to happen here, right? And so what he encouraged was to fast in December, even a few weeks before the end of the year, um, so that way you can be well prepared for 2024. And so I took heed to that, and I encourage you to take heed to that as well. So if you're listening to this episode, and I know we have like, you know, maybe a, a week and a half left until the until we get into 2024. But take this opportunity, take this time to really see God, whether you do a day fast, a two-day fast, a five-day fast, but really ask God about the vision for 2024. We want to go into 2024 prepared. We want to go into 2024 with an idea of how we are supposed to be in 2024. You know, um, the evolution that's supposed to take place within us in 2024, how God wants to transform us and what he may be doing in our minds in order to get us to that person and to that state of being in 2024. And so I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to work on your vision board now for 2024. Let's go into 2024 well-prepared, at least prepared to the best of our abilities, having done our due diligence and not joining a majority of the crowd who waits until 2024 to figure out what 2024 is going to be like, okay? Let's be like the one percenters here, okay? Let's be like a part of the exclusive crew, um, the exclusive crowd where we do things in advance and we are intentional about the year to come, okay? I want to talk to those who may be holding resentment I want to share if you have any unforgiveness in your heart or if you are holding on to any level of resentment, I want to encourage you to release it. And the thing about it that I'm learning is that when we are told to forgive, it's not just a a religious thing. Like, it's not just something that we're like, okay, God wants us to forgive, so we got to forgive. Like, yes and no. Or yes, but there's more to it. Or yes, and there's more to it. I found that, oh my goodness, like I had such a release this month that 
I didn't know I was holding on to resentment. And when God allowed me to see that and I prayed that he would release he would release it from my body, release what I was carrying because I never thought I was carrying unforgiveness because I forgive people as whatever. But the resentment, I didn't know I had resentment in my heart. And when I asked him to release that, yo, I felt so much better. Like, and here's here's how the resentment built. And I didn't know it. And I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive other people. I had to let it go because I'm like, what God showed me is for one, I, I call myself a recovering yes girl, meaning that I'm a reco- like I was a people pleaser. And, you know, each year, each day, really, I find myself coming up, coming out of that. I have people-pleasing tendencies. But this year, I have rid so much of that from my life that I am so shocked by the growth. Literally, it was sudden. And I'm so grateful for it. But what I didn't realize is that although, you know, I'm ridding myself of that people-pleasing and the tendencies to people please, I had resentment. I was harboring resentment from those people who I would please and I would make all these exceptions for. I wouldn't state my boundaries. I wouldn't, you know, I just lacked standards when it came to certain people because I, I just, you know, assumed that because they've always known me to be a certain way, I had to be consistent with the way that they knew me to be. And so it was causing me to resent them. And I don't like to resent people and that's why I'm big on, you know, having boundaries and my standards because I don't want to have that occur. But resentment had harbored and I didn't realize that and it was almost like I couldn't talk to certain people or be around certain people because it just I just felt very uncomfortable. And I had to release them, I had to release it. Because it's not, and I'm, I'm speaking to a certain person because it's not their fault, right? It's not their fault that you didn't have any boundaries. It's not their fault that you said yes and didn't say no. It's not their fault that you didn't stick up for yourself. It's not their fault, right? So release it, release them. We have to take responsibility for our own actions or the lack thereof. So if there was something that you were supposed to do, but you didn't do it, that's not their fault. I've learned this over the years. Like maybe I had an event to go to or I had something to do and someone called me up and needed me to do something for them. Instead of saying, oh no, I won't be able to do that. You know, I have something else to do or just I won't be able to do that and with no explanation, I would think that I needed to sacrifice my thing that I had going on to be there for that person. And I would do it, but it really wasn't coming from a a genuine willingness but more so of a I almost felt obligated it was weird like it wasn't a genuine thing but like an obligated thing like maybe they're expecting me to do this it was a okay but if I need a favor back it was from that point of view that place of like okay if I need a favor from them I want them to be able to come through for me so let me do this for them rather than me genuinely wanting to help if that makes sense so I it created resentment and It's so funny because whenever I would sacrifice something that I had to do 
or if it was studying and I, I showed up for this person and you know I state like okay well I was studying and then I came to you and now you're saying this and it's like I didn't tell you to do that oh my goodness if you ever want me to give you a look tell me you I never told you to do that so I learned very quickly they are right they never did tell me to do any of that stuff no one told me to say yes you said yes Samantha no one told you to say no. You said no. No one told you to give that up. You gave that up. So we have to be responsible and own up to our decisions that we've made. It is no one's fault but your own. It is no one else's responsibility but your own. And I learned that. And that allowed me to release people and release that resentment that I was feeling. And I feel completely free like in that regard. And so... I just want to encourage you before we enter into 2024, please do not carry any of that stuff into 2024. There's no purpose. It is not doing you any good. It, I just don't like that feeling because I genuinely want to love people because I genuinely care for people. And that's always my heart. Like God help me to love your people like how you love them. And so unforgiveness, resentment, all that stuff holds you back. It also holds you back from, I feel like really going deep in God and seeing certain things that he wants you to see because it's almost like that stuff is on the back of your mind or it's almost it becomes a distraction for you if you really want to experience all that God has for you today in this season of your life in this moment in time release all of that it's not serving you it's hindering you it's harming you it's literally harming you. Y'all don't understand. This is harming you. That's why God says, forgive. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because it is harming you and it is not serving you. It, it serves no purpose. It's not going to help you to be great. It's not going to help you to, you know, live with peace and joy. It's not. So just release it and let it go. All right. Well, that's all I had to share today. I feel like that was a lot. Um, but I'm grateful again to be able to share with you all and for this to be the last episode of the year woo woo I thought I just literally completely lost my voice I've been talking for an hour straight um so I would let you guys go I love you but you know that Jesus loves you so 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 much happy new year y'all be blessed y'all be blessed be blessed be blessed and I will talk to you next year